Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have uh, kind of, I guess, an exclusive sort of uh, rumor that we're hearing about a reca- possible recast of Kang. So stick around for that. Uh, we also have a writer's strike that's looming and could affect some major properties coming forward. So uh, we'll be right back to talk about that all after this. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun for kids of all ages, from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. Each month, KiwiCo delivers crates packed with fun, and it sparks creativity with kid-friendly topics and activities. From engineering robots to learning about the science of cooking, there's something for every kid. This month, KiwiCo sent my Skylar her first crate, and it's a kinetic light-up speaker. It's so crazy. She got to build her own Bluetooth speaker that has flashing lights and bouncing balls that all dance to the music. She adores music, and she's a creative child that loves a project, and this is one that she will actually use and be proud of for a long time. And the boost in confidence that comes from putting this thing together is amazing. It opened up her mind to all new possibilities of what she can do with circuits and sound. So... Encourage your child to be an innovator and creative thinker. They won't believe what they can accomplish with KiwiCo. Redefine learning and play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com mcu. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash M-C-U. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. I almost said my own name wrong. That was strange. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, that was Matthew weird. Carroll. Matthew Matt. Carroll. I, I think I like went with like, I was going to go like Matthew or something. I don't know. I almost... <laughs> I almost threw a, the, I almost said it with the hard T. You never want to do that. I'm um, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have kind of big and sort of exclusive, sort of uh, you know, I, it's in the rumor mill. So this is totally not rumor mill official at all, but it comes from a source that is from the Stranded Panda community who has connections in Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. actual connections in Hollywood. And apparently the buzz on the streets that is not being reported yet, but a lot of the sort of uh, Hollywood community is discussing it, is that Marvel may be looking for a replacement for Kang, which is big news in itself. Um, I mean, we, we obviously, there's a reason we've been discussing it. Thought it might happen. Thought, thought this might be coming. But apparently it is being heavily rumored out there in the, in the mean streets of Hollywood <laughs> that uh, they may be replacing Kang uh, with a uh, an actress, so we would have a female version of Kang. Female casted Kang. That which is interesting. Is interesting. It's going to blow a thousand, uh, you know, uh, incels brains out of their heads. Uh, but, but like, I think it's. If this is true, again, rumor, rumor, we're going to discuss it as if this is a true thing. And so this could be, could be true. What? Um, and if it is, they're kind of set up for it with Loki mm-hmm. season two. A little bit more is they, they had, it was between um, John Boyega and Jonathan Myers, apparently majors to get that role as Kang. And they went back to, to John Boyega and he apparently 
gave him the finger and said no. And that's why I'm like, don't be too big for your bridges. If that's true, I'm so disappointed because, you know, but I now hearing that it might be a female, like that's intriguing. It is. It is. I, uh, you know, again, we're definitely going to deal with a lot of MCU uh, conversations oh, yes. based on this. We're going to get... We, we, Sisters we have a- <laughs> are doing it for themselves. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> Kang's every woman. It's, um, it's all in him so her. <laughs> I do think we are uniquely set up for this with Loki season two, though, because Sylvie's a thing. Sylvie's a major plot point in this universe. And so female Loki female Kang like if that that they could do some interactions there it's just like they've set it up to be to make sense Mm -hmm. now why it would replace all versions of Kang across the multiverse and like all that stuff like I don't know what's going to happen but it seems like something they might be able to fix in Loki season two with a few rewrites with a few changes yeah um so yeah I don't know what do you think I I don't know what to think I I think it's intriguing and interesting I I think it's a, it's all just really sad. It's sad for everybody involved, you know. You mean because they're putting a lady in a thing? Oh yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Get into the kitchen and make me a sandwich, Kang, <laughs> Kang lady. Um, no, I mean it's just it's just a sad situation because I mean I remember just just two months ago reading our feedback, the last Ant Man feedback that we had in here is just everybody praising how amazing he was in this and you know absolutely idiot yep (laughs) (laughs) idiot i hear you i hear you and and you know we're still waiting on more information yeah i mean if this is true and they're making this change clearly marvel seems and they have they have a lot more information than we do i'm sure um they seem to think that uh this is the right thing to do at this yeah i am glad that they're taking a time to to think about it like the James Gunn thing, remember how fast that happened? Yes. He was just bam, yes. fired. And I read an article the other day about Kevin Feige like talking about that and how, you know, it made him them like sick to do it and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, give it time to figure something, you know, let's find out what happened and then we can move forward from there. Um, you know, instead of yeah. just rashly throwing, you know, what they did with James Gunn was awful. Yeah, um, it was it was terrible, and it, it it's going to affect them greatly. That little bitty damage. You you always hear these stories about early comic books and how like this writer was offended, so he moved over to DC, and then this writer was offended, so or like they hurt this writer, and so he bailed out and went to Marvel, and then this artist, and like there's all these early stories of that kind of rivalry, yeah. and like this is a that on a huge scale. The fact that James Gunn, like they. They tried to, they really canceled him, like literally canceled literally him canceled from being him. director on that movie. And then they, they came back and he was, he cares enough about his art that he wanted to come back and finish it, which I'm so excited about. Mm-hmm. But now he's like done and he's going to go over to DC. Now he's and, like running DC, which yeah. for all intents and purposes is great. It's kind of the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited for the future of DC now more than I was before, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of the major reasons competition is so wonderful. It's the iron sharpens iron thing, you know, like they will hopefully be working against each other to be better instead of just like, I don't know, it's just felt like almost like not a contest this last decade. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm really hopeful that James Gunn can get in there and make it a contest again. Me too. He knows how to make you care about the characters. 
Yes. And I, you know, there are a few of those movies I really like, mm-hmm. but even still, like, I don't, I like thinking about those characters. They're not like something I'm driven to go back and see again. Like, I really have to kind of work myself up to go see those things. Yeah. Like, all right, I, I like Aquaman. Yeah, I like Aquaman. Yeah, but it's like convincing myself I like Aquaman before oh, I go. Oh, and the drama with Aquaman, too. What are they going to do? I can't oh. wait. To, like Amber Heard, like is she still in that movie? Did that? Oh, how right. long are they putting that movie on the shelf for? Just drop it already. Get it over with. Yeah, yeah. Let it well, happen. <laughs> it, let it happen, and also like, it's it's it. The whole DC thing is weird because like, they just they're in this liminal space where they have like a few really expensive movies to put out that they need to make a billion dollars each, <laughs> but they also already know that they're rebooting. So it's like. We're all going to go see these knowing that they're maybe they'll exist, maybe not. What is Flash going to do like to the universe? I will say that that Blue Beetle, I don't know anything Mm -hmm. about it, but that trailer looked good. And I don't know whether I'm just partial to the kid from Cobra Kai. And I'm just happy (laughs) that he's getting it. Like, I was like, good for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. But that looked interesting. And everybody I talked to seemed like they're excited for that. So, yeah, 100%. Um, Okay. Well, so, so that, that's the big rumor that we're hearing. Uh, from from like sources within the stranded panda community that like you know who knows maybe someone's feed me false information but I don't know why they yep. would be uh, <laughs> and don't just, ask us who we don't give away our sources yeah, no, no give yeah we're 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 great journalists that hold on to our sources <laughs> uh, it's I don't know um, but another piece of news we have um, Nick Pizzolatto uh, was hired to write on Blade. Uh, Nick Pizzolatto is, is the creator and writer for True Detective. Um, see, you know, uh, so he created that whole world, and people love that. I love that. Great mm-hmm. show. Season one specifically was mm-hmm. some of the best TV I've ever seen. Yeah, I fell off in season two. I never it saw season weird. three. Yeah. Season that wasn't that the Mashara Ali season. Exactly. So I was gonna say I never saw season three. I liked it. It was okay. Mahershala Ali. Worked with Nick Pizzolatto on that season. How did I just say, Marishala? I'm so sorry, Mahershala. Mahershala. Christ, I'm so sorry, (laughs) Mahershala Ali. It is a it is a hard one. I (laughs) like there's certain names I only say well because I've heard them a thousand times. You know, if I see them written, I'm like, what the hell is that? How do I say that word? Um, I hooked on phonics ruined my life. Yeah, we've got we've got another email up uh, up after this. That's the news from Niche, which is how you say it. I, nice. I, 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 <laughs> sorry, Niche. Um, <laughs> and and the, the the sad thing was, Niche was like, "Yeah, I, I told you before, but n- no problem. Here it is. Here's the here's how you say it." And then like, uh, I scrolled back, and sure enough, there's like the, the exact same phonetic spelling like up top. I was like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry." <laughs> We're goldfish, man. Yeah. We get so many emails. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Nick Pizzolatto for Blade, I think it's a great fit. I think uh, it, it shows the seriousness at which they're taking the movie, and it, he has a great like horror vibe to the stuff he's created. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love creepy noir. stuff. Yeah, and also his heroes are like very mm, gray, you yeah. know. And I think with a living vampire, you need that gray sort of thing. That's it's Blade, right? He's a living vampire. He's not. He's a half breed. Half breed. He's half human, Living half vampire. vampire. Is so he can be, yeah, he can be out in the sunlight <laughs> and he can do all that stuff. But he, I think he ages normal too. Um, okay. But he just has to drink human blood to survive, which is why he creates that serum. 
that he has to okay. take all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I think this is a great fit, and it's very, um, very serious adult fit. I feel yeah. like for for Blade. And this is going to be R. They're still sticking to that, right? Mm, I don't recall. Oh. That's that's a good question. I'm going to keep pretending that that's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that they've said, but that you're probably right. I, I if they're so. doing Deadpool R, surely, surely they're doing Blade R. Um, but this is the one piece of bad news that comes with that good news. Um, it is May first today while we're recording this, and it is apparently the uh, last day for the WGA, the Writers Guild, to make a deal with the major studios for a new contract for their uh, union. And so if they don't, a strike will begin at, I believe, midnight tonight. Um, so, And this news was just dropped two days ago, so I wonder, if, yeah. I wonder how that's going to go. Maybe he agreed to help them, <laughs> even if this happens. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Blades soon. That's this month, right? Right. Starts- so we've got two major releases starting soon. Thunderbolt starts in June shooting and blade starts in may and uh, it may start like uh, the the article i read from deadline said that it may start without writers they've already have a script but these these things change so much and the directors make decisions and then writers like come in to fix the things that aren't working and things like that these these big studio movies are always like kind of morphing and changing as they go and it's looking like blade may not have a writer on board if if this strike happens yeah we'll see we will see we should know tomorrow um yeah oh and in other news we are going to be doing a live stream this thursday (laughs) as you all probably knew um we're gonna be doing a live stream this thursday um let's say nine central i think is about when we'll be able to get back if that changes i'll be sending out an email to the stranded panda email list Go to strandedpanda.com, sign up for the email list if you haven't. Um, but we'll be doing a live stream on twitch.tv slash TV. So go to Twitch, search TV. That's us. Covering Guardians. We didn't tell yes. them what it was for. <laughs> that's right. Right, because <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. I forgot, <laughs> forgot the most important part of that. <laughs> We're going to be doing our instant reaction cast to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, about 9 p.m. Central. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, let's pray um, earlier so that I'm not asleep on the cast, but I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a nap. I'm going to need a nap. <laughs> um, okay, so please come out, hang out with us on Twitch this, uh, this Thursday. Um, up next, we're going to do some feedback. You ready? Ready. <laughs> uh, up first, we have, as I mentioned, Nish, one of our patrons, says, Hey, pandas, uh, randomly had Eternals on in the background last night, Ugh. and I had an idea... <laughs> Sorry. I wanted your take on. I know everyone talked about making it a Disney Plus series, but the problem, I don't know if you can get that director and that cast to do a Disney Plus series. So, then it becomes a completely different property. But, what if they had made the first Eternals movie uh, end with the Eternals breaking up at Tanakh? I don't remember how to say that. Nish, is this a joke? Did you just put a really hard to spell word in your feedback just because to pay me back for not? Tanakatilian? Probably. I just tit. I see tit in there and that's it. Yep. It does have a T-I-T in the middle. Titicaca? 
they could have focused on develop. It was in the, I think the South American place where they uh, broke up while that city was burning and stuff. Like the Spice Girls, like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I watched that movie once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they could have focused on developing these characters, showing how the Eternals' relationships with humans developed over the years, and how relationships with people uh, were different for different Eternals, uh, which, etern- which eventually causes the group to fracture. Uh, you could plant the seeds for Icarus's turn at the end of the second movie, uh, maybe Cersei and Sprite discovering Ajax's body is a post credit scene? Hmm. Um, curious uh, for your thoughts. Uh, do you guys think a little more time to develop these characters would have resulted in two stronger movies, or would spending spreading the action out just have been more of the same of what we already got? Uh, insert killer sign off here. <laughs> uh, I definitely don't want two movies. <laughs> so the problem, the problem with Eternals for me is not that there's too much story told. It's that there's too many characters to introduce in one movie. Right. Um, so stretching it over two movies wouldn't solve that problem for me. Um, it, I mean, I could definitely see a world where that would be interesting. The thing is, they never want to end a first outing on a down note like that. If you notice, like Star Wars, you in the you in the first one, uh, you know, with a big celebration. It's a, it's a celebratory ending. The second one is the one where you like let 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 there be that dark ending. So that the third one can come back and be the triumphant return, right. you know, of the Jedi, as it were. Um, but uh, it, it, the Eternals' first movie being them breaking up basically would be would feel a little weird, I think. Um, so those are, the, those are the two issues I have. The, the main problem is the Eternals just had 10, 10 characters, mm-hmm. eleven counting Dane Whitman, and it's like. You got to know these 11 characters in, in, two, <laughs> yeah. in two and a half hours or whatever. And it's just like, it's just it's, too much. It's just, just too a much. bit too much. If they had made some of the characters a lot smaller roles, or if they had introduced some of the characters individually, as we said in a Disney Plus show, or even like a different movie. If, if Kingo had had his own movie and then, you know, uh, somebody else had had their own movie. And then finally they all come together for an Eternals movie where you, like, like even you think about Avengers, like, they only introduce two two characters, you know. Like right. <laughs> Avengers yeah. is this huge epic, but you know everybody by the time you get there. It's like Marvel went against its own formula for how to create movies with that one. It, it, not not to throw this at DC, but it was like they did a DC movie where it's like here's eight characters and care about them all right now, you know. Right. Or here's Justice yeah. League before we've even had anybody else, you know, everybody's movie come out. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. You just. And I think like you could have it could have worked to have this exact plot and the exact same characters if you had just really made one or two of the characters the like extreme focus. Yeah, the movie is like set up for that, um, but it, they don't do it. Like it's mm-hmm. very and it feels like they're just trying to make every one of them a star and every one of them a new Marvel favorite, and it just doesn't work. No, like, we're not we're not we're not buying it because they didn't give us a reason to care about each one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I can put it on the other night. He couldn't sleep. <laughs> he was like, I watched Eternals again. I was like, you did? He was like, it was just as bad as the first time. He's like, it doesn't make sense. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, well, what, what didn't make sense? I, well, I'm not, he's not in uh, Marvel like we are already. And right. so to watch that and try to be like, what is this? 
even about. There's a oh, huge yeah. head is sticking out of the earth and nobody talks about it still. <laughs> <laughs> well, she Hulk, it's on the news, it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah. We remember that, Kendall. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Up next we have Angelina. Says, "Hey guys, I've been a devoted listener for over 2 years. Thank you so much. Uh, 2 years now, uh, but this is my first time writing in." I was shocked to hear that Ashley has never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I just had to try to convince her with this email to give it a shot. I'm so yeah. sorry that I haven't watched every show ever made ever for everybody. I wish I could make everybody happy. <laughs> I just recently watched it for the first time as well. And I have to say, the show is freaking amazing. It is by far my new favorite Marvel show and is top tier for me and can easily compete with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and WandaVision. Uh, the holy grail of Marvel TV for me. Um, I even went back and listened to the ep every podcast you guys did on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so here's my five reasons why Ashley would love the show. Yeah? You ready, Ashley? I'm ready. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, she's a friend telling you why you, why you, she, she thinks as well as she, you know. I'm so, she, I'm a Scorpio. I see everything as an attack. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. This is, this is a friendly, this is friendly fire. Don't worry. <laughs> I, uh, number one, Ashley loves a good scare, and there sure are a lot of scary, bloody, and even some horror elements in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that she would enjoy, especially I mean, are in season we talking, four. You've watched it. I'm going to stop here. Are we mm -hmm. talking like supernatural WB level horror, or are we talking The Exorcist? <laughs> like, what do you like? I need uh, a little bit of a. <laughs> definitely closer to supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which you love, but yeah, it's a. Uh, which I it's... suffered through for 20 seasons because I love the beginning. <laughs> And I started that when I was 15 or something. <laughs> right, right. You were you were pot committed at some point. Yeah. It's probably so many seasons of that going so horribly wrong wrong, or why I can't watch any WB. That's how old I am. What is it called now? CW, CW, CW level shows. Yeah. I do think that it is better, much better than a lot of the CW shows. Okay. Um, Smallville? For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's better. It's better by far. Um, yeah, I've been rewatching it because my mom is obsessed with it. My mom is absolutely obsessed with Grant Ward, who's one of the main characters. Um, and and like, did I tell you this story already? I mean, did I tell this story? I may have. We were uh, Grant Ward is uh, you know this attractive young agent uh, in in season one, and my mom just absolutely loves him. Um, and we played. My my niece is obsessed with playing Twenty Questions because mm -hmm. I taught her the game Twenty Questions, and she just likes doing it. So uh, we were all sitting at dinner. And uh, my niece was like, mom, you pick somebody, you pick somebody. And uh, my mom said, okay, I've got it. And then I said, Grant Ward. And she's like, how did you know? Like, that's how obsessed my mom was with Grant Ward. Oh. That she like, like, I knew that was going to be her 20 questions person. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking him up now. Not my it's type. Like <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. No, not your type at all. Uh, apparently, my mom's type, which is not That's a thing great, I knew. Which, uh, yeah, hey, good to know. I don't kink shame everybody. Love who you love, you know. <laughs> but I have to, I have to feel that, you know. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, now I will say, she says, especially season four, one of the best. Is that things, the Darkhold stuff? It's Darkhold, but it's also it's Darkhold and it's uh, Ghost Rider, and they do like. <laughs> A really good version of Ghost Rider that yeah. I really like. They uh, do it's the, only Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage or no one. 
There's, they do the Robbie Reyes version, who's like oh, the that's cool. one who, who comes after. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and like, it, it, so he has a car instead of a motorcycle. It's, it's, it's really good. I really like the Ghost Rider stuff. Season four is my favorite season. They do th- Season four does this thing that none of the other rest of the seasons do, where they split the season into three different storylines, and they feel like comic book runs. They feel like... Uh, like there's six episodes of this, then six episodes of this, then six episodes of this, and they feel like mini seasons. It's really, really, it's really <laughs> tight and good. Um, okay, number two of five. Here we go. Ashley loves hotties. I should point out Agent Ward. Ooh, not her type. She already said uh, <laughs> here, but I think the entire cast of Agent Shield is hot and gets hotter every season. I would agree with that. <laughs> there you go. I would agree with that. Uh, I'm this next think- one's weird. Question three is a little strange, or uh, three is a little strange. <laughs> yeah, um, isn't this on like Fox and PG or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on uh, ABC, so okay. it's it's on ABC Family, so it doesn't get that weird. It was airing at like nine o'clock a lot of the time, so like okay. it was later night. <laughs> Here she says, "This is okay." Here, I'm okay. Ashley loves a mature story. Uh, not only does Agents of Shield include more mature scenes such as characters having sex, it also features more mature storylines. I would agree. I would agree with that. It does. Yeah. I like my mature adult shows to have MA at the beginning, not PG. It is not MA. (laughs) I think it might be PG. It might be like TV 14 or something like that. Oh, okay. uh, But yeah, it's it's not a... I can't, you know, I don't watch a show without sex. It has some pretty good (laughs) sex scenes. It has some pretty good sex scenes, but uh, they're not, they're not like luke cage and jessica jones level yeah if it's not if they're not breaking beds it's not for me (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding i am i'm just messing this i'm just you know yeah yeah no yeah she's just 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 fooling just just having a little fun (laughs) number four number four colson uh who doesn't like colson uh it's seven seasons of colson it's kind of my biggest problem with the show not even watching it it because like isn't he dead uh, and then they're like, well, no, he's not really dead. And then he's never going to pop up again. And then it's never going to go anywhere or mean anything. It's pretty much what I got from the show. So like yeah. I said, when the show is going to be canon and they officially say it, and I don't mean in variety or this and that, like when it happens, I will take on the feet of watching all 500 million episodes of this, which is another reason I haven't done it yet. Cause it's a lot of episodes. They did a really good job for like four or five seasons of weaving the show into the fabric of uh, the MCU. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's like a thing in where he's setting up something on the show and you're like, he's doing some secret project and you find out he has a, he- uh, Coulson got a hold of an old helicarrier and like cool. he's setting that up uh, because it's all been in secret. Shield's been lying in secret, right? Oh, right. Then you find out he has this helicarrier and you're like, what's that about? And then Age of Ultron comes out and that helicarrier at the end was a helicarrier that he had been preserving and repairing so that they could use it in the event of something like Ultron. Yeah. And so that helicarrier is something that he saved for Fury, you know? Yeah. So like, there's like little things and like little... The first season weaves perfectly and it's amazing. Right. Um, the way it weaves in with uh, the, the drop had of Hydra. a different plan back then for what was going to, like where they were going. They definitely did. Um, well, a lot of the actors, um, a lot of the actors didn't have any idea where they were going. Uh, but the, the writers back then were working hand in hand with uh, the writers of the movies. The real problem is when they get to Infinity War and Endgame. They are no longer working together. Like they've the 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 two the movie side and the TV side have kind of split it's kinda, off. Yeah, I don't know if you remember those news stories, <clears> but like 
it's like something like I don't even remember who the players are, but there were like two executives. One was over the TV, and then you've got Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige and him were kind of like at odds, and they weren't really working oh, together no. well. And so they did not share the information about Infinity War and Endgame with the TV side so they could plan around it, and it does not work. Like, oh, they like, that sucks. They, like season five, I think, I think it's season six maybe, ends with them saying like, Thanos is here, and like, Thanos <laughs> is there. And, like, Thanos is on the planet or whatever. Like, there's this other group of Kree that are coming, and they're, like, talking about Thanos and how he's right around the corner. And then you find out he's there. He's supposed to whatever. But then the snap never happens. So, like... Oh, no. The, but, and they do this thing. It drives me nuts. This drives me absolutely bonkers. And I've talked about it on the show before, because, obviously, we talked. We did all the Agents Shield stuff. This drives me bonkers. They do this storyline where they leave and go to an alternate timeline for a while. And they're, oh. they're like living in like an alternate seventies. And they're like, actually they're going, they're jumping through time. It's actually really great. They jump through time. They go like back to the forties and you see the like sort of establishing of shield and they jump forward and they jump forward. You, you pick up people who were on agents, agent Carter come onto the show and stuff. It's, That's fun. it's a lot of fun. It's really a lot of cool, like crossover stuff. And they sort of see the growth of Hydra you like watch each episode they're jumping through times so like a 10 years later 10 years later and you like see the growth of hydra inside of shield and they're mm-hmm. trying to stop it but like they whatever it's it's really cool um but <laughs> then so i was like this is perfect i'm watching the whole season all they have to do now they have to land after the snap and then they miss the snap they were in a different timeline it they don't have to have the snap right yeah that makes sense they didn't then they they do a trick at the end of season six. This is season six, I guess, five, seven. I don't know. They land before they ever left, which means not only were they there, they were there. They were double there. Like they, they were, <laughs> they were. So there's this scene at the beginning. I think it's, it must be season seven. There's a scene at the beginning of season seven where they're like, there are these random people helping them, and then at the end, you find out it was them. Like they, they, it was them oh, looping back themselves. on themselves. Yeah. And they oh didn't even know it, That's but it's fun. them from the future. It's, it's great, but it's like, that makes it impossible for the snap to have happened. And so it, yeah, it, it sucks. It's like, they didn't share enough information anyway. So mm. yeah, boop, sorry. This boop, is ba-doo. just to so the last one. Number five, pretty sure Chloe Bennett, AKA sky slash Daisy has already hinted at her return in the MCU. Uh, most likely uh, being in secret invasion. Uh, you got to catch up with her origin story before that. Um, I hope I could at least get Ashley to be a little interested in the show. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It it is really good. uh, It's just, it's a lot of episodes. I never watched the Inhumans either. Cause that didn't seem, all I had to hear was what everybody was saying about it and go, no, no, I don't need this ruined for me. That one you can <laughs> fully skip with no like Ill, like ill feelings. Wasn't feeling. there crossovers with them with with Shield or whatever? Uh, no, no. They planned on it. There are Inhumans on Agents of Shield, but they're not connected to the royal family. Okay. So like the royal family comes around, and they're yeah, it was it was very strange. The Inhumans, the way they're portrayed, they start out using Inhumans in season two on Agents of Shield. So Inhumans are like a main one of the main through lines. One of the main cast members is an Inhuman on Agents of Shield. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, like you don't, you, they never connect with the, uh, they were planning all kinds of connections with the Royal family, but that everyone hated it. So they never did. <laughs> um, 
uh, Angelina finishes, I will not be mad if you still decide not to watch it. Would hope uh, not. <laughs> Jeff and Matt, help me out there. Who's Jeff? Uh, help me out here. Who's Jeff? <laughs> I don't know any Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the amazing work, you guys. I am... Uh, really grateful for the things you do here and for keeping me entertained while I am at the gym or on my way to university. Ooh, uh, thank up. you. Greetings from Germany. Uh, no, I do not have a typical German accent, Jeff. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> you want to watch the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah? <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Angelina. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks thank for you all for that. Like, that's a lot of work, Angelina. Dark... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for trying to convince our dark queen to, uh, you know, deign to sully herself with a ABC family show. I it am a stubborn family, only child. ABC. You can't tell me to do anything. Right. You know, the... I just immediately, they're like, you need to go outside and get some fresh air. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. I'll breathe whatever crap air i want to breathe you know and i don't mean <laughs> to do it it's just yep. uh, you know i'm german yep. irish we're hot-blooded <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm blaming on that yeah all right <laughs> up next we have bucko scuzz interesting interesting name i bet that's a real name <laughs> hello fellow normie nerds about six month listener here uh love all your guys stuff uh thank you so much for doing yo thing <laughs> Nowadays, the MCU is what books have always been for me. Such a wonderful place to lose yourself in dreams and better things. Anyways, I noticed something a while back, and I keep an extra ear open for someone to mention it, and they never do. But in the very beginning of No Way Home, J. Jonah Jameson's office was very small and dirty. A very low-budget type setup. Then out of nowhere, after the spell, his setup is beautiful. And he has a big staff and is dressed nicer. I'm not sure why the spell would affect this, or maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. It keeps me up at night. Haha, <laughs> thanks guys. Uh, Hooker Magnificent. Another great name. <laughs> yeah, which, which is the real name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I like Hooker Magnificent. My only guess with that is he was the reporter, quote unquote, to break the story and probably got some kind of, Ooh. you know, studio deal. That's a really that. great. That's a really great call. That's a really really great call. I love that. Um, it's. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Like, I think just the point by showing those two things is to show that he has progressed and become a bigger guy. Yeah. But like, yours is way better. Uh, it's just the fact <laughs> that like like. He, yeah, he broke who is Spider-Man, and that's a huge story in the universe, so makes sense that he would, like, get a network deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Totally great. Good call. Thanks. Up next, uh, Sophie Gelson says, hello, fine panda friends. It's Sophie from Ireland here. I've been listening since the start of this year, but this is my first time ever writing in. Uh, first time, kind of long time. Uh, you guys always make my day whenever I listen to your wonderful <laughs> cast. I've been listening back to random episodes that interest me. Currently, I've been listening to WandaVision theorizing episodes. Uh, I am not listening to loads of other great Stranded Panda podcasts, such as Bingers, Source Pages, and Multiverse News. Wait. I am not. I like the way I that you said I liked the way you said it better. <laughs> right. Because somebody's <laughs> show's missing. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I am now listening to loads of great Stranded Panda podcasts like Bingers, Source Pages, and Multiverse News. 
Thank you so much for listening to all those, Sophie. Uh, and she continues, Now, I can't wait for Guardians 3. Uh, I have already booked my tickets. Um, I have rewatched everything with Guardians in it, and now I'm so hyped. I am also incredibly hyped for the Marvels. The trailer has apparently been getting loads of dislikes. Uh, that definitely surprised me as I loved it. Oh, honey, so honey, much. do not listen to the internet. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the previously mentioned incel crowd. Yeah. Um, seriously, that's just like. There's ladies in it. It's going to get a lot of dislikes, which is just so stupid. I know. It's just it's such a good fun and good trailer, and people just are idiots. It was absolutely hilarious, and Carol's hair looked absolutely brilliant. Fabulous. I surprised Fabulous. myself by liking it as much as I did. I usually think of myself as liking the Winter Soldier shield stuff more than space. In saying that, Guardians 1 is my favorite Marvel content. Ooh. I can't wait for Secret Invasion. The trailer was so good. These trailers have me very excited for all the coming content this year. It's going to be a great Marvel year. Okay, bye. <laughs> my, okay, I don't know okay, why I said bye. bye like that. Okay, bye, my amazing panda embarrassments. Love y'all 3000, Sophie. Thank you, Sophie. Yeah, thanks, uh, Sophie. I agree completely. I really do think that, like, Secret Invasion, Guardians 3... Uh, the Marvels seem like a return to form for Marvel. Like, yeah. I, there's, there's really nothing I haven't liked, but it has all felt very... Everything has felt like its own sort of thing. Um, and these feel like a part of the same piece, I guess. They feel like they're moving forward towards, like, space. And, like, all three of those are space-faring properties, you know? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see how, uh, see kind of how the Marvel Universe is sitting right now. Because it feels like we've been telling these very insular stories. Agreed. I, I think the movies always kind of re-energize people. Mm, and I think Secret sure. Invasion is going to be one of those shows that also, because they've just all been so, you know, different new characters and out there and Kitty and then somewhere horror- it's not everybody's yeah. cup of tea. I think this one is going to take all of the stuff that we love about space and we're going to take the Winter Soldier stuff and we're going to take Nick Fury and then we're going to take Daenerys Targaryen and we're going to smash it all into one awesome show. And I mm -hmm. think everybody's really going to love it because I, I can yeah. tell. And and from a community aspect, like the podcasting and, and the conversations we have, one of the biggest things is having it be a mystery. And this show is inherently a mystery. Just like who's a scroll and who's not is a mm -hmm. great mystery. And I think it's going to, it's going to propel a lot of conversation and I'm really excited about it. Me too. Next month, right? June. Yeah. Nice. June. Nice. Yeah. Whew, crazy. And uh, probably our last one for today. We have David Mucha says, Hey guys, uh, love this episode. These type of debates are my favorite when talking about the MCU. I wanted to point out a scene of Smart Hulk I don't think is talked about enough. You guys had said he doesn't seem as strong, and I agree as a whole he doesn't, but the one scene in She-Hulk when he throws that boulder I think might be one of the, one if not the biggest displays of strength uh, if you break it down. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's true. And also confirms he has not lost any strength, in my opinion. A rock that size would weigh at least a few tons, I'd say up to maybe six. Interesting. 
uh, really breaking it down know. over here. I don't know how much uh, boulders weigh. It sounds nah, like a I have lot. no idea. It's probably a hollow boulder. Yeah, there ain't nothing uh, in there. I'm just bones, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say uh, three for argument's sake or 6,000 pounds. Uh, in that scene, he throws it so fast that the rock begins to burn up in the atmosphere. For a human body to begin to burn up from friction, which has a much lower burn point than rock, uh, you'd need to be moving at Mach 5. I love science. uh, Yeah, right? For a rock, it would have to be even faster. But let's just say it's the same as a human body. He threw a 6,000-pound object at least five times faster than the speed of sound, or twice as fast as as the fastest bullet. The force or strength that that would take uh, to be able to do that is absolutely absurd. Love y'all 3000. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, you know, he's totally right. I I sometimes think of smart Hulk as like a, like a weaker Hulk, but I don't think that's true. I think that's like just, just faults really. So yeah, I dig it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up, Dave. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket whenever I start to think that again. (laughs) (laughs) that's fair yeah totally totally well guys um we have uh, a lot going on uh this week um we kind of we kind of took to the last last couple weeks we did some patreon only stuff and took took the main feed a little slower because we've got we're about to hit a season of busy 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 back to tv shows and i'm so pumped to get back to those like live shows and conversations with you guys because it's what makes all this special um so uh, Ashley, you got anything? You got anything you want to tell the people about? Um, well, if you're into the horror stuff, <laughs> uh, we just uh yesterday recorded our review of Evil Dead Rise, which will probably be out within the next week. We just finished mm. doing all of the Evil Dead movies, kind of peppered in the last couple months. Um, but yeah, if you're into that, you can find us at Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. Sweet, yeah. Please, please do. It's a really great show. If you like horror, it's it's wonderful because it's all about it. But they do a really great job with like uh sort of presenting the stuff in a way that's really fascinating. Anyway, a lot of times it's about the uh sort of how the movies were made and sort of the drama behind the movies and some like a lot of really cool stuff that like uh, they're both just really knowledgeable about. Bill and Ashley both. So check it out. Um, Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and uh, check out Multiverse News. We've been uh, we've been doing that for a few weeks now, um, and we're going to be kind of expanding it hopefully soon. Um, uh, Multiverse News is also wherever you get your podcasts, and it, we just talk about uh, all the things. We just talked about uh, a bunch of movies that were announced this weekend at CinemaCon um, and kind of just gave our breakdown of what we think of those movie ideas. Um, so much Transformers. Ugh. So much. So much Transformers. There's also a new weird Winnie the Pooh thing that, like, you know, the you know that blood and honey or whatever. Oh, not only do I know it, but I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. Did, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so bad. But some of the kills were pretty good. So if you if you appreciate a good murder, like a good mm. like thought out <laughs> interesting kill, and Fiction, want to see fictional murder. Yeah, totally. And want to see it <laughs> it portrayed by Winnie the Pooh because they make it serious. I don't know if you know what the plot is, but like. No. Winnie the Pooh and his friends are all real and they lived with Chris, like Christopher Robin used to like come hang out with them and feed them in the woods. And when he got older and went off to university, they get all pissed because they think he forgot about them and they're like starving and 
he brings his girlfriend out there to meet Pooh, Piglet, and all his friends, and it does not go well. And that's his, that's where I'll leave it because they are mad that's, at Christopher Robin. That's awesome. <laughs> it is, that sounds well, it's wild. Well, there's apparently a new one coming out that's like a 25 year old New Yorker is disaffected and like he has drug induced. Uh, hallucinations that are the hundred acre wood or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, that's, he, that's once the version that of Christopher stuff Robin. became now that that's domain, yeah, yeah uh, a version of Mickey Mouse is becoming public domain. So get ready, yep. we're gonna see some crazy shit there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first thing people do is horror. So I love it. Yeah, it's it's free it's the Disney characters. Let's get weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get weird. All right, guys, well, we'll be back soon. Um, Thursday. 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 See you live. Nine, 10, 10 Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We're going to be on twitch.tv slash TV. Come drink um, with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will probably be drinking and watching uh, and talking about Guardians. And then we'll probably get off uh, and do, maybe we'll join you, let you guys join the Zoom and hang out a little bit and we'll talk about Guardians. It'll be fun. Peace. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right, there's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 